0: Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason Filippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks, I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian
1: Schulmeister, eh? A, eh? How's it going up there, eh? It's good. It's cold. It's uh, cold. Very cold, but good.
0: No. <laughs> well,
1: that's Canada. That's Canada. Do you
0: expect so? Yes.
1: <laughs> Canada, December. Hmm. hmm. Yes, it's very cold. Anyways, it's it's all good. It's all good. Can't complain too much. Uh, you know, it's a combination of COVID and Canada, but supply lines are still pretty bad. So we're we're looking at a COVID Christmas here. Yeah, uh, things are just gone. Like uh, we tried to, I guess, do some last minute. You know, decorations and stuff like that, and (laughs) I I made it out to like the Home Depot or the Lowe's or whatever uh, the other day, and the aisles are just empty. There's nothing Mm -hmm. to be had, so we're gonna have a sad little Charlie Brown Christmas tree this year.
0: (laughs) Oh, poor baby!
1: It's all good. It's all good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's the one thing we we are stocked up. We don't need damn near anything. But uh, Uh, yes, but remember, I am starting from scratch. I know that's what I mean. You're, (laughs) You're going from ground zero. So yes. No, we have we have an entire section of the house set up for uh, quick loading and unloading of the Christmas decorations and the <laughs> nice. tree. It's, we have this down to a science, yeah. that's for sure. But speaking of things, being out of stock, man, now I'm old and you guys got me to go to the doctor, you bastards. And Sorry. They put me on cholesterol because I'm going to have a stroke any day now. And uh, I went and filled my prescription. They gave me six pills. <laughs> like, give us a call back. We're out. This is all we got in the whole place. I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's odd. And kept calling back and calling. And now I've it's been two days since I've been able to take my meds. And I called them this morning. and They're like, nope. Call this afternoon. Should be in. I'm like, you've been telling me that for four days.
1: Welcome to our coronavirus uh, vaccine future.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm like, can I just go to Rite Aid? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go ahead and do that. But then I got to pay, you know
1: yeah then you gotta pay
0: yeah i'd rather pay and live than you know what What good's the money if you have a stroke yeah so i will uh and i tell you what man i thought i was gonna be this is this is old man talk now here on grumpy old geeks uh i've been nervous about taking this stuff uh the main the main side effect on this one isn't as bad as the last one which had me break out in a, a fiery uh rash for three days which was just hell on earth this one's just constipation oh that's all i I thought that was an i thought that was an easy one and for me i mean granted my my clash royale play has gone down significantly (laughs) (laughs) since i started taking it but now that i'm off it uh we're kicking ass in the clan is all i gotta say because i'm back on the job
1: yeah, well, you I, know, I just, uh, back.
0: <laughs> just chase back. down
1: your meds with a, a healthy dose of prune juice and it should even out.
0: Yeah, I don't want it to even out. I kind of like it the other way around. It's like, <laughs> you know, I get no cholesterol and and free emodium at the same time. It's awesome.
1: All right. I think it's been at least two podcasts since we've discussed your bowel movements. So that's yes. a new record.
0: <laughs> uh, well, speaking of meds, too, I got some sad follow up on the Tony Shea story. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out he just kind of went cuckoo.
1: Well, you know, you give people too much money, Jason.
0: Yeah, and nothing to do. Yeah, that's exactly. That's pretty much a recipe for disaster. So he was paying people to come to Park City, Utah, get doubling their highest paid salary they ever had just to come and hang out with him and be his friend. And it's like, oh, that's not going to work.
1: Uh, uh, I almost feel like there needs to be some sort of support group program from, uh, famous rock stars to talk to all these, uh, yeah. these famous entrepreneurs that have just made it super rich, uh, and also insert, uh, you know, uh, sports figures, all these kids that come from zero money to, to, you know, playing basketball for $20 million a year, um, this is a tale as, told, as old as time. Uh, I've known many a musician that have burnt out and have done similar things, basically paid to have friends, you know? You yep. got your posse, your MC Hammer posse, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's sad to see it, but it's not surprising. This is not really, like, I, like yeah. you said, too much money and nothing to do. That, uh, human nature is not meant for that. We're supposed to be chasing down rhinos and t- to eat and struggling. <laughs> We're not supposed to just be sitting in a mansion with nothing to do except you know do a bunch of drugs
0: yeah and he was doing whippets man a lot of whippets <laughs> like he would that I, I, I was the one crazy when he would go on a walk and do nothing but whippets instead of oxygen i'm like you should be dead oh wait In park city
1: yeah, yeah. yeah especially at that elevation exactly
0: yeah. <laughs> that's oh whippets man they're fantastic but oh so bad for you oh so bad yeah. for you here's well, the real shocker though mm-hmm. um one of those people that were—I don't know if, he, if she was on the payroll because uh, Penn said she was doing a project. Was Pendulette's wife? She was in oh. Park City. Yeah, wow. yeah, as part of that whole thing. And then Penn went out there now. And it's, 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 I love—I love Penn Sunday School for some reason. It's not the greatest podcast. It sounds like ass, but it's still fun. You love and, uh, Penn, and I let's do. Say,
1: I mean, Penn lives an alternative lifestyle as well.
0: Yes, yes, <laughs> I, that's he definitely does, and but he is he has not Tony shade out, thank God, so that's all good. In
1: the news, well, we have an update, perhaps, to the ongoing saga of the Twitter blue check mark. Ah, verification mm. yes, the verification, which as we've known since day one, has basically been a scam. If you knew somebody, you would, you'd get a check mark mm. if you didn't you nope. didn't
0: see no, no that's, the mis- that's the the misconception here. I knew the girl who ran the verified division at, at Twitter, and she mm-hmm. was like, "No, we don't do it where you, where you get to pay to get your check mark is Instagram. That'll Ah, cost you a cool five to 10 Gs and you get your Instagram checkmark. I know people who have done that and paid that much money. I think (laughs) it's silly. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. But Twitter has always been actually uh, pretty hard to crack.
1: Is it more of a black box, like the AI black box? Your, yeah. your account goes in and you don't know what's going to come out.
0: On um, yeah, it kind of is. We'll get to black boxes later. But yeah, yes. it's it's very much like that.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. But uh it's basically been incredibly unknown and it's been impossible to do. I mean, I remember when I was working for bands, I would be writing Twitter support all the time going, "Can we get a checkmark?" I mean, 100 million album sold, come on. Yeah. And uh no, nothing. Uh but there you go. So they they basically paused it all as of twenty seventeen, as we've talked about, because uh White well, supremacy. You know, <laughs> yeah. They they gave a white supremacist a check mark and people went, hmm, that's interesting, especially since there's all these people that should have check marks that have not. So they put it on hold and said, All right, we're gonna rethink this. That was three years ago. Nothing's yeah. happened since then. Now they finally made an announcement. So they've said, All right. But actually Let's caveat that really quickly. In the three years since they stopped the program, they still did political candidates, some medical experts tweeting about COVID-19, and made thousands of other quiet exceptions, once again, blackboxing it and nobody having any idea how any of that worked. So they basically just slowed down the process. Yeah. But now it's over. So they've launched a blog post saying we're bringing it back and we're going to rely on Wikipedia. Oh, fuck you. Which, as people quickly (laughs) pointed out, said, you know that white supremacist that made you shut all this down in the first place? He has a Wikipedia page. Mm -hmm. So not very helpful, really. Uh, They're trying to come up with all these different metrics. They're going to look at uh, six different types of accounts, government companies, brands, nonprofit organizations, news, entertainment, sports, activists, organizers, and other influential individuals. Basically creating Black Box 2.0, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, and just this weird stratification. Honestly, if you can prove who you are, you should get a check mark. That's all it should be.
1: Yeah, it's verified.
0: It, yeah, it That's shouldn't it. be this fucked up caste system where you have to be "quote unquote" somebody to get a check mark. I know, I know many somebodies who are nobodies who have check marks, and it's exactly. BS. Exactly.
1: I know a ton of people that have check marks that are actual nobodies, at yeah. all. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's kind it's sad of sad when
0: we are more somebody than they are, and they have check marks <laughs> and we don't. Yes, that's we'll saying something because we are definitely nobodies.
1: Oh, yes, we are definitely nobodies. And I have a little bit more of social media news. And this is kind of funny as we've we've been talking about Snapchat's uh, imminent demise for about five years now. And this thing just doesn't die. It's no, like whack-a-mole. They're,
0: they're doing pretty good
1: now, I heard. I know they kind of are, except TikTok is really kind of killing them. So they were kind of on the upsweep again. They were getting some some traction. I think they're aware of the fact it's a covid bump. And uh mm-hmm. they're realizing that they're bleeding out to TikTok. So they have a strange and, according to Slate, cringy attempt to woo back TikTok users. <laughs> if it's if it's Snapchat, it's always cringy, especially around
0: <laughs> uh culturally inappropriate filters for holidays.
1: Well, basically they're paying people. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's a million dollar fund, right? Yeah, pretty much, yes. This is the million-dollar fund. So uh, they're using something called Spotlight, which anyone 16 Mm -hmm. or older can submit a video to without establishing an influencer-level presence. And the incentive to submit is not insignificant. As they say, through the end of the year, the most popular submissions that will make it Spotlight will split $1 million per day with payouts calculated according to an opaque popularity algorithm. Another black box. (laughs) Another black box, yes. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah. And what is – they say this article is great – What is Snapchat getting for its money? Um, And here are some of the aspirationally viral things I saw over a few hours of scrolling. Also, this is my my note here. This is why I don't bother with any of this shit. Here's the stuff that you get to see. A dozen ASMR videos. Someone receiving an extra egg patty in their Chick-fil-A breakfast sandwich. (laughs) Someone spying a man at an airport who looks like, but is not, Joe Biden. (laughs) Someone feeding a live mouse to an African lungfish in a tank. Someone lamenting their burnt toast. And on and on it goes. My particular favorite being someone trimming their cat's butt hair. Oh, that's a good and one. And someone literally laying, <laughs> laying bricks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and oh this God. is why I don't bother with any of this. But yeah, this is their big attempt to uh, kind of battle back and gain some market share from TikTok, which I don't see happening.
0: Yeah. Uh Yeah, well, it, 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 apparently it's still up in the air what's going to happen to TikTok. They're saying that it's OK, we're back on with you have to sell and then uh, maybe not. We're busy with Iran. Well, we don't know. uh Oh, we won. We won. We won. Uh, maybe TikTok is a thing again. They're so all over the place. Nothing's going to happen
1: because this was Trump's bugaboo and Trump is too busy holding rallies saying he won.
0: I know. Rudy Rudy got the vid. That's just the, the best news of the week.
1: <laughs> so uh, my prediction here is absolutely nothing is going to happen regarding TikTok. Happen. Walmart will not be doing whatever they're doing. Cisco will not be hosting TikTok stories. Absolutely nothing is going to change and the world Oracle. will move on. Was it uh, Oracle? Was it? I can't even remember yeah, anymore. Yeah, because it was Larry Ellison. No, that's right. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And his little repub butt buddies. But uh, yeah, this is funny. Um, what's not funny, though, is say goodbye to the night sky forever because uh, that little experiment that Elon did with Starlink and the yep. myriads of what it's going to be eventually thousands of satellites racing through the night sky, fucking up our nighttime photography. Well, they just got $885 million from the FTC or FCC to uh, start serving rural areas.
1: Ajit Pai on the way out screwing up our sky.
0: Exactly. Ajit Pai in the sky. Oh, man, that would have been a good show title. <laughs> uh, um, I don't want to give that guy more, more than one title a year, so we're good. Uh, but uh, other companies also got uh, a bunch of money, over a billion dollars, for Charter. Ugh, fuck Charter. Uh, Minnesota and Iowa provider LTD Broadband and Rural Electric Cooperative Consortium. With another over a billion dollars, so those guys are going to uh, build fiber. Elon's just going to fuck up the fuck up that big thing overhead. Thanks, Elon. Yeah,
1: I, I, it's it's a horrible idea. It's just more junk up there. It's going to ruin our night sky. I mean, my kid is just getting into this, and uh, it's just horrible. Don't do it. Whatever happened to Google's balloons? Can't we just do those? Oh, those are,
0: those things are kicking ass now. You, they're using AI. Yeah, it came out last week. They're using AI so they can uh, actually oh, do their own tracking and hover in place, which is pretty cool for a balloon, you know, if it figures out how to – because it uses the air currents to move around. It's pretty cool stuff. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what we need now is a Snapchat filter to remove all the Starlink satellites when you're taking a selfie at night.
1: Yeah, I agree. So we got some big media news, Jason. As we know, last month, Warner Media announced that uh, HBO Max subscribers would be able to watch Wonder Woman 1984 at home on Christmas Day, the same day it would debut in whatever movie theater might happen to be open anywhere. I'm glad
0: you, I'm glad you said it the way you did it, because so many of these fucking news stories say, you'll be able to watch it for free on HBO Max.
1: Uh, Not gotta for pay, free.
0: You got to pay for HBO Max.
1: Yes, so. I pointed I pointed that out in our in our discord and a bunch of pedantic people came out saying, I think it's understood. I'm like, no, well, no. When with the headline says for free, that means for free, free. <laughs> not not to paid subscribers.
0: Well, free, if free is to free is unlimited
1: is the unlimited nowadays <laughs> when it comes to this stuff. But uh, last week, on Thursday, they announced some bigger plans. Basically, all 17 of their big movies coming out this in 2021 will be day-in-day release on HBO Max, as well as whatever movie theater happens to be open for whatever people are crazy enough to go to a movie theater. So that includes Dune, the new Matrix movie, and a whole bunch of other stuff. It's a huge change. Yeah, I'm And down. they're basically doing what we said they need to do, and they should do. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So they did a big interview over on Vox that's worth the read with Jason Kilar, the CEO. And I pulled this out specifically for you, Jason, because one of the questions was, when is HBO Max coming to Roku? And the CEO of WarnerMedia said, feel free to call Roku. I can give you their number and you can ask them that question. <laughs> <laughs> so casting a little shade there and perhaps playing a little ball saying it's, it's kind of their fault because they're not, they're not doing whatever needs to be done to get it done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And even says Amazon it was even willing to negotiate because yep. it's like, <laughs> it's about the fans and you want the fans to be happy. Yes. And yeah, screw you, Roku. <laughs>
1: So there's another article about this whole thing that happened. And this one is called Hollywood is preparing to sacrifice movie theaters. Okay, And they're saying that basically this compromise will be disastrous for theaters. It's, a, it's kind of goes, this guy's obviously a cinephile. He likes to go see movies. Uh, the guy that wrote this article, he likes to go see movies in the cinema, which is fine. Great. There hardly any cinemas are open. There's uh, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I'm not going to see any of these movies. They have to do something with them, because these movies are now just sitting on shelves. Some of them have been sitting on shelves for quite some time. So he's basically saying though, how are we gonna get, you know, how are we gonna get this Pandora's box everything back in when this is done? And honestly, I don't think we will. I think this will become Obviously, the new he's normal. Never,
0: he's never heard the story of Pandora's Box.
1: Yes, no. <laughs> Bad analogy there, buddy. Yeah, he's basically, he's he's saying that, you know, the chains aren't going to survive. And yeah, they may not. Mm -hmm. A lot of industries aren't surviving right now. And I can get into that. And I think I will a little bit later about the lack of federal response or any help whatsoever. So yes, (laughs) these these theater chains may go out of business now. Serves them right for charging $17 for popcorn for years. They should have pocketed some of that money. Yeah, just saying. Uh, so what he's predicting is basically there may be some sort of two chain thing where where, you know, maybe they'll wait a week before it comes out for subscribers on services, or it can be kind of a boutique thing, which I kind of get you charge a little bit more for cinemas, there'll be less cinemas, it becomes an experience, blah, blah, blah. We'll see. Yeah,
0: yeah, I I don't know. I think the days of the cinema might be over
1: i I think there'll always be a cinema and a need for it, and people going, but I do think the chains and the one in a, you know one in every neighborhood is definitely a done deal that's gone I, what I
0: really like there's a there's one in Downers Grove called the Tivoli that we used to go to all the time fantastic little like hometown cinema on Saturdays and Sundays. they got a kid playing the uh, the organ while you come well you know while you're waiting for the movie to start uh, couldn't action- afford a monkey. Nope. No, they couldn't (laughs) They get kids from the high school to come and play. They're usually really good. Uh, And the only popcorn in the country that I can handle because it doesn't actually, you know, actively smell like feet, like most of AMC's popcorn does. But like little boutique theaters like that, I think would be fun. And I don't know if you've ever done this, but uh, uh, midnight showings where they serve alcohol. With oh, yeah. Double features. Wonderful. Well, I best, mean, most best thing in the world.
1: <laughs> I mean, most theaters have up their game, at least in L.A. with that. Anyways, you can get beer and wine now. So which is
0: definitely a plus. Definitely a plus. But it'll be interesting. I think uh, in the future, maybe everybody's just going to have, uh, you know, like VR headsets and just sit there with headphones and a big 75 foot screen in front of their face. And just it, we just Wally it out.
1: In the year 2000. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're old <laughs> <Yeah>. anyways <laughs> i've got a bit more streaming news and i saw this particularly given my my woes i've been talking about recently in terms of getting food network here in canada uh discovery home of shark week hgtv and the food network has entered the streaming wars themselves with discovery plus oh, now of course <laughs> why I, I a couple different names could have been shark plus would have been oh. a really good one because shark week fieri plus Area I mean, Plus. How, how do you miss that? I mean, I would have named it that. I'd subscribe to that. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah, <laughs> that would have been so, That would have been a delicious channel. <laughs> it would have been delicious. So it'll start at four ninety nine a month with ad supported tier, along with a six ninety nine ad free option, which is quite affordable actually uh, compared to most other streaming options. But then again, I mean, it is just HGTV, Food Network, and Discovery Channel. It's not exactly like you're getting premium entertainment here. Yeah, I already, I
0: already get those, so this is
1: just for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is you know, this is for cord cutters, really. Um, yeah. but they are going to try to do you know special programming that's only for the subscribers. They've announced a couple different shows and all that sort of stuff. But really, uh, you know, this is definitely for me. But uh, we'll see. And of course, guess what? No Roku yet because they're still negotiating.
0: Of course, what
1: the fuck's on Roku? I think they got some hard ass lawyers over at Roku. I think.
0: Oh, or, or inept ones one of the yeah, two or that <laughs> yeah no well glad i kept my apple tv Woo-hoo. <laughs> Yeah. now brian this one has been going around uh, this this broke like right after our last show so i'm not going to spend too much time on it because it's kind of been beaten into the ground mm-hmm. uh timnit Gebru, i don't know how you say that so i'm going to go with that right. uh, she is one of uh, google's top ai ethicists uh, right. or was one of was. Google's top AI ethicists because she got shit canned after uh, a new paper that she was uh, co-author on got out mm-hmm. and Google was not very happy. And then they got, uh, into a very heated email exchange, which you can find just about everywhere. Uh, there'll be links in the show notes to get to that. Yeah, this is not a good look for Google when you hire an ethicist to talk about why AI is bad, where it's failing, and where we can fix it. And when they do exactly what they're supposed to do, you say, You weren't supposed to say that. <laughs> get yeah, out I, of here. <laughs> she,
1: she did her job. I mean, that's basically it. If you are an AI ethicist right now, your job is to say, Uh, everything happening right now has biases in it and we need to be super careful and change things. Yeah. That's, that's your job.
0: mm -hmm. (laughs) You can just go with this one with the, with the, uh, title for the article alone. Deep minds, protein folding, breakthrough triggers, fierce debate among skeptical scientists, quote, until they share their code. Nobody in the field cares. (laughs) Boom.
1: Yep. All right. Deep mind show your work.
0: Exactly. So this is for alpha fold, uh, the protein folding thing that we talked about last week or mentioned in passing last week. But uh, yeah. yeah, everybody's saying, uh, yeah, this is kind of cool. But unless you show us how you came up with your results, we really don't trust you and we don't want to. We're not. We're not putting our, uh, you know, we're not putting our our force behind this one because yeah. you know yeah. it,
1: this this story in particular was a great study in journalism in the year 2020, right? Because the the headlines broke and it was like hallelujah, breakthrough! Oh my god! Oh my god! And then immediately it became like, hang on a second here, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hold the phone, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I called (laughs) Balderdash. I mean, it happened, like, so fast, and it was so extreme, the swing. It was amazing. And and it kind of makes you go, hey, guys, maybe hold off and do a little (laughs) research before you put those headlines out there. A little
0: more peer-reviewed action, maybe. (laughs) You know, that whole science part. I know you're coders, but, you know, (laughs) maybe just try and talk to your peers. (laughs) And
1: given our last two stories, this one... Maybe we should train a little bit of a skeptical eye on as well. NVIDIA (laughs) has found a way to train AI with very little data. Yep, they've developed a new approach for training generational adversarial networks, or GAN, that could one day make them suitable for a greater variety of tasks. I would like to propose a new Grumpy Old Geeks rule that anytime (laughs) somebody says, that could one day, we replace that with maybe in 20 years. Maybe
0: in 20 years. (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes. Maybe one day the generative adversarial network will drive our cars and fly our taxis. <laughs> yes.
1: And I think if, if, uh, if we had uh, an AI ethicist on this podcast with us right now, they would probably say something along the lines of, you think
0: it's a good idea to use even less data? Brian, I think at this point, after almost eight years, we are AI ethicists.
1: Oh, I would argue that we totally are. I, yeah, I, yeah I, we definitely are at this point. We're, we can do as good a job as any of the ones that have gone to learned institutions for it.
0: Yes, and gotten paid a hell of a lot less. <laughs>
1: like well, us, us to be fair, being the ones got paid. We, less. we have been yes. neither hired nor fired by Google. That's true. So I call it a push. <laughs>
0: Oh, and by the way, one of the things that the, the reason that this is interesting is because, you know, their new approach, which uh, with less data, yes. that was one of the reasons she got fired was saying this stuff takes up way too much energy and we're burning up the planet on it using AI because the the data sets are the so large data, now yeah. it, and the computing power is getting to the point where it doesn't work. So maybe they all need to go buy those new Apple M1 chips and uh, try it on that. <laughs>
1: maybe. Or, you know, maybe we stop fucking around with this shit.
0: Are you hungry? I am. Which means it's a perfect time to talk about Factor. Why not make your spring a breeze with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals? Picture this. Every meal is fresh, never frozen, crafted by top chefs, and has the dietitian's thumbs up. Plus, they're ready to roll in just two minutes. You've got 35 mouthwatering options to choose from each week. Whether you're into calorie-smart, keto, ramping up your protein, or keeping it green with vegan and veggie, factors got you covered. And there's more. Each week brings over 60 extras, including breakfast, grab-and-go lunches, snacks, and drinks to keep your energy up and your taste buds happy all day. So, what's the holdup? Dive in today and give your spring the tasty kickstart it deserves. As someone who's lived off microwave meals for most of his life, I can confidently say that Factors' chef-crafted dishes blow anything else I've had out of the water. The chicken stays juicy, the veggies are crisp, and the flavors are absolutely delicious. I'm talking about meals like their artichoke and spinach chicken and the spicy poblano beef bowl. Out of this world. Are you craving a touch of gourmet? Well, check out the meals featuring luxury ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. It's fancy dining without the fuss. And speaking of no fuss, the meals are a total breeze. Forget about prepping, cooking, and cleaning. Just heat up your meal and enjoy the deliciousness. Plus, everything's tailored to fit your life. Customize your weekly meal plan to get exactly what you need, whenever you need it. Need to pause or shift your deliveries? No problem. It's all designed to work around your schedule. Factor is your solution for fast, premium meals without the need for cooking. And Factor is celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for the lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to Factormeals.com slash Grumpy50 and use code Grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code Grumpy50 at Factormeals.com slash Grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. This episode is brought to you by Delete Me. Today, I want to share something personal and honestly a bit alarming. On this show, we often discuss the vast amount of personal info floating around out there. We're talking home addresses, contact details, and even information about your family. If you've ever felt that uneasy feeling about your privacy, you're definitely not alone. That's why I need to tell you about Delete Me. It's been a game changer for me in protecting my personal information. As someone who's been bombarded with spam calls and phishing attempts, discovering Delete Me was like finding a magic shield. And enter code GOG at checkout. That's J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash G-O-G with code GOG at checkout. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Security. Ha! We're joined again this week by Dave Bittner. Dave is the host of the CyberWire podcast. Dave is also the co-host of the Social Engineering podcast, Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan, as well as the co-host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, where they discuss law and policy as well as surveillance and privacy. What's new, Dave? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. It's hello. it's it's officially winter time here,
2: which uh, it's cold. Uh, Christmas season is upon us. I have well, there's a big tree next to my house. So I put the lights on the tree. It's lovely. Uh, so I don't know what I mean. I'm sure Jason out in California, it's probably the same temperature it always is. Brian, what's uh, what's it what's it like in the Great White North uh, these days? Temperature it, it's wise? white. It's white. <laughs>
1: yeah. Is it white? <laughs> Actually, uh, it's uh, it's been warm enough for the snow to melt away. But snow is coming again. But uh, by warm enough, I mean I don't go outside.
2: I was going to say, how how are you? How are you feeling about all this, California boy?
1: Uh, You know, I I miss I miss the fires that are ravaging California right now. You know, toasting
2: toasting marshmallows
1: against the the forest as it's deteriorating. Uh Yes, right. Yes,
0: you're missing uh, 80 degree, uh, 40 mile an hour Santa Ana winds today with a red flag warning, and uh, things are already starting to burn down. So that's what you're missing here. Okay, Well you can go outside and build a little snowman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can, can build one on out, out of area. ash. Yes. <laughs> ash and the broken dreams of my neighbors. Yes. B- <laughs> Held together with bitter regret. <laughs> I,
1: I, like, I like to go to the nicer neighborhoods in L.A. and I like to build my snowmen out of the ash of Ferraris and Bentleys. <laughs> right, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, we have some big news, Dave. I, 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 I know that you are as hardcore a Star Wars fan as I from your youth. And yes. one of our favorite characters of all time came back in his uniform strapped on as tightly as it could be (laughs) yes it was i do love the memes dad bod fett yep
2: yep I support this idea. <laughs> I embrace it. In fact, I represent it. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's nice to know that Basker armor a has to give to it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was
2: wondering uh what happened to his cod piece, because his cod <laughs> he doesn't seem to have his cod piece, which I imagine would be fairly important in a, in a full suit of of uh, Mandalorian armor. No, but what seems do I know? To be, uh,
1: he seems to be going for the Scottish Fet look. Kind of more the <laughs> yes. the kilt on the bottom. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, and he doesn't seem to have lost a step. He's, he's got the old uh, Boba Fett swagger and he's uh, well, still a good shot and all that stuff. So Much, yeah. much
1: like Darth Vader and Rogue One, he seems to be better than he ever used to be. <laughs> now that we have better special effects and, and better right. training for the actors and all of that. Uh, yeah, Boba yeah. Fett never kicked quite that much ass.
0: No, also, and Robert feel- Rodriguez didn't do the old Star Wars movies. So there's mm. a big difference there. Well, and I, I think someone uh, made the
2: point that uh, in this episode and hopefully ongoing, we're finally getting the Boba Fett that we imagined all these years, the, the Boba Fett who we played with, you know, with our action figures, the, his his capabilities that we that we never saw in the movies we're yes. getting in
1: this show now. Exactly. He's living up to his hype. Now, one thing I am very curious about, because uh, I don't believe that they did it in this episode, and I, I, I'm guessing they're probably not going to we are never going to actually hear the name of boba fett's ship because it is problematic these days
2: oh do you think mm-hmm hmm. if we can't have
1: if we can't have master and slave uh circuitry in our cars anymore we certainly can't have a slave one for a good guy
2: hmm. yeah hmm that's interesting. I mean, I wonder uh, cuz the 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 Wookies were famously enslaved in the in the you know, that's I believe that's canon in the in the mm. world of Star Wars. So, um, hmm, I don't know. That's that's an interesting point. I I'm not sure about that. It, it is interesting to to your point that um how this uh, appearance of Boba Fett kind of reminds us that in the original trilogy, the the holy trilogy, um, Boba <laughs> Fett is kind of he's kind of a neutral character. I mean, he's he's sided with the bad guys, but he's in it for himself. And so yeah. the 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 ability for him to have this to be a good guy, as you say, that's
1: that's kind of interesting. Well, it's it? it's no different from Han Solo in the first movie. Mm. Yeah, yeah Boba, right.
0: Boba's in it for the Benjamins. So was Han. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's
2: going to be interesting also to see how much are they going to casually reveal in little asides what it was like to be in the Sarlacc pit and, you know, because <laughs> I'm, guessing, I'm guessing there's going to be some some fan service when it comes to that because everyone's dying to know how how did he get out.
1: He's got a little Polaroid of Han Solo and Carbonite taped up in Slave 1, you know, right. the good old days. <laughs> right. 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 Yes,
2: exactly. <laughs>
0: Exactly. He does a little kiss and rubs it, you know, <laughs> right before he takes off every time. Right. Like a well, complete those,
1: <laughs> A bounce check from Darth Vader, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> it's a, It's got a rubber stamp on it that says "deal altered." <clears throat> uh, <laughs> but, uh, Yeah, but I mean, all those characters are, are exist contemporaneously in this timeline. So yep. Han Solo's around, Luke Skywalker's around. You know, they're yep. all they're all out there somewhere. So. That's interesting too.
1: Yes, it should be interesting. I'm very much enjoying the show. And yeah, yeah, it was it was great to have the Boba Fett we had always once imagined appear. Mhm. I mm-hmm.
0: do I do got to say that I hope that Robert Rodriguez gets more episodes cuz I think this is his at least second. So it's yeah. it's nice to see him step up, you know. Yep.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we had a, a nice laugh out loud and also cheering moment when uh he used the missile on the back of his his backpack to take out not one but two troop transport <laughs> yeah. ships,
0: that was just really and then Betsy was aiming
1: for the other one.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, so it's been good. for all of us who had the action figure and were disappointed that when it actually shipped, <laughs> the, the thing did not shoot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> again, just fulfilling all of our Boba Fett fantasies. Like yep. the the guys who are making this show are they are they are among us. They yes, are they are they us. are our tribe. <laughs> they are us. They are, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's been great. I. I Ooh. Really enjoying
0: it. I was just thinking if they gave Robert Rodriguez a show, they could just call it El Mandalorian. <laughs>
2: <laughs> El
1: Mandalorian.
0: Yes. Just do the Spanish version of the same show. Mm-hmm. Just a little, with a little less budget. That's,
1: yes. That's and a, a lot more cleavage on the female characters.
0: <laughs> See, it comes back to that boob armor that uh, Dave was so upset about. <laughs> yes. No bras yeah. in space. Always remember that's that. Right. That's right. So, speaking of space, I, I figured why the hell not? Let's just put this in here because. Security seems to have gone the way of the dodo with us nowadays, <laughs> and uh, I saw this just just came through my uh, my feed. And its former Israeli space security chief says aliens exist, humanity not ready.
1: Uh, this <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> now given given the specialties and the you know the special set of tools that the Israelis usually have. I would I would believe this more if they had say gotten a hold of an iPhone from somebody in NASA. And broken into it and got this sort of information (laughs) because that's what they do. Well, let's be honest. Um, So I don't know about this.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. it's coming from the 87-year-old former space security chief. But here's the other thing. I, I kind of tend to believe him because half the shit that Ben-Gurion University does is out of this world. So I think maybe <laughs> they are communing with the aliens every day and just getting some tips. It's like, oh, you need to hear what's going on in that room? Uh, point this gadget at that light bulb and you'll be able to hear everything. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you know. So, uh, yeah, I, I this would, guy's oh, – go Go ahead. I would love for this to be real. Um,
2: I Not have, made. I have, I have questions. <laughs> uh, I like first of all. So I think we need to be careful that we don't just because of this guy's former position, we really don't know what's going on with him. Like, if we check in with some of his coworkers, would they say, "Oh, well, you know"? Haim's just not the same since he took that tumble down that set of stairs. Yes. You know, we, like he really
1: that. had to be pushed out of his position, to be honest. Right. right,
2: right. So we don't we don't know about that. He's 87 years old. Um, you know, my father is almost 87 years old, and I can tell you that if he told me a story like this, I would say that's really interesting, Dad. Uh, you know, I I don't think yeah. I'd publish it in in a book. Oh, um, but that's but, the
0: other thing you have to take into account is he now has a book. So he's yes. he's got something to sell,
1: right? Right. So there's that, and yes, the only aliens have prevented world... nuclear apocalypses. Like, yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, well, now, one thing that I think goes against him is he says. Uh, that uh, U.S. President Trump was on the verge of disclosing their existence. Because if there's one thing we know about Donald (laughs) Trump, uh, he's good at keeping a secret, right?
0: (laughs) See, now, if he would have said said that uh, aliens have infiltrated our governments and Donald Trump is one of the aliens, I would be more apt to believe it.
1: Uh, I would also Mm -hmm. then think we have nothing to fear from these morons. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Exactly. All of our fears have... Been for not.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, I included a link to another article here because there's a, a gentleman who, uh, if you're into these sorts of things, there's a guy named Bob Lazar who mm-hmm. sometimes makes the rounds. Um, I know he's been on uh, Joe Rogan's show a few times. There's and a reputable claims, source of yeah, I I well, shit! <laughs> well, I, mean I, I say that because that's probably the easiest place to find an extended interview with him. And he claims to have been part of the whole Area 51 stuff. He has some interesting uh, explanations of the possible uh, alien technology that we have. Um, and I, like I said, I, I would love for this stuff to be true. It's, it's a lot of fun to think about. Um, I think the... That notion that it's it's impossible for an organization as big as the government to keep a secret for this long mm-hmm. is pro- is most likely true. So it's it's probably not true. But I I I, th- I find these things to be fun. I, I think they're fun mental exercises and the I
0: sort of the believe. what ifs. Yeah, I do. See, and, I see, um, the
1: thing for me is, I stopped finding them fun as soon as I really heard about the the dark forest theory. And the fact that most physicists and astronomers kind of buy into that, which is we don't hear about anything out there because you don't want to be found.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's true, That also goes back to Stephen Hawking, too. He's like, we don't want to meet anybody. (laughs) We really don't. Because if they have the technology to find us, we're we're screwed. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much it. Could be. Could be absolutely, yeah. Um, Reminds me of the old Twilight Zone episode with the, the, where they were taking all the humans onto the ship, and the final scene is it's a cookbook. (laughs) Right,
2: right. Well, then, which they also spoofed on the Simpsons uh famously uh with uh, which is named Kang or Con which are the two aliens on Simpsons, the truly yeah. aliens on the Simpsons they're Kodos and I forget their names again yeah. someone's yelling at their 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 uh, their phone right now. <laughs> um I the only th- I, to put a button on this I will say that probably 25 years ago now when I was fresh out of college I was working um, as an assistant to a, a friend of mine who had a, a video company, and he was producing uh, a series of videos for the army. And as part of the, and these are just run of the mill kind of training videos, you know, nothing, just not, nothing having to do with aliens. But as part of this, we were going around and we were interviewing folks at uh, government contractor facilities. And uh, while we were setting up to interview one gentleman, Um, He offhandedly commented that uh, in his prior life he was in the Air Force, that he was one of President Nixon's Air Force One pilots, and as such, he had been to Area 51 and had seen an alien aircraft.
1: Okay. Yeah, one just uh, casually mentions that? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I
2: mean somehow it came up. Like we were somehow some somehow it came up. I don't remember. Again, this is a long time ago. And I was not in a position of, of status on the crew where I could dig in with this guy and, and say, Wait, I'm sorry, tell me more about this. You know, I was low man on the totem pole and <laughs> so I was just setting up lights and, and those sorts of things. But um it, it just, you know, it's one of those funny stories you like this guy had no reason to there, there would nothing but bad things could happen to this person for talking about this sort of thing in the environment in which he was working. Right, and I can just like, see <laughs> him later that
1: later that night having dinner with his wife, going, "Ha, I dropped that nugget on some kids again. You should have seen their eyes." Right. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, that's uh, true.
2: And it worked. <laughs> Twenty-five years later, I'm retelling his story. Right. So it worked. He's been yep. he's been taking up space in my brain this whole time. Um, <laughs> Um, but anyway, I I like these things. I think they're a lot of fun. Uh, so, I, well, also, I, you know, we we have all the stuff with the footage recently from all the fighter jets, and that's exactly what know, I was going to bring up. Stuff. It, that stuff was pretty compelling and pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, it seems like there's some. So there's that old thing about how yes, there are UFOs. There are absolutely unidentified flying
1: objects. That does not mean but, they're alien. Yeah. correct <laughs> right
2: that does not mean they're aliens so it is is it, it's most likely that somebody has some technology either our military or one of our someone else around the world has something that works in a way that normal airplanes and and things that fly don't work in the same way and so that's what people are seeing is it's much more likely that that's what we're that's what we're seeing here is some yeah. sort of advanced technology that just is is classified um, but you know, it's still fun to it's fun to read these stories. I enjoy it, and it's fun to think what what if, and kind of uh, ponder the possibilities. You know, could these things be true or not? I think that's a fun mental exercise.
1: All yes. right, Mulder.
0: Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out who Jetpack Man is here in L.A. That's that's the latest mystery here in Los Angeles. We got a guy in a jetpack at like five thousand feet, dicking around with planes heading into LAX. And he's mm. been seen multiple times at like 3,000 feet and 5,000 feet. Well, and nobody if, can figure out who he is.
1: If he's not a great pilot, he ain't going to be around too much longer. Exactly. <laughs> he's going <be, laughs> to be splattered up front of a Southwest flight. Captain Smear is <laughs> what we'll call no, him. No,
2: and just asking for trouble. I mean, yeah. Looking yep. for attention in all the wrong ways. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm seriously seriously so i do have one little bit of uh security here and i just love this one because there was one line in this uh article that just got caught my attention i thought it was beautiful uh it's an ars technica article about the iphone zero click wi-fi exploit that is one of the most breathtaking hacks ever Mm -hmm. and they call it the wi-fi packet of death exploit (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is Mm -hmm. a bad one but it was it was patched before uh it, it was seen in the wild but uh this uh, this basically, this guy figured everything out, and he was on um, google 's Project Zero Ion Beer. Did you yep. guys cover this at all this week? Yeah, we did, and uh, I have
2: I'm sure along with everybody else, have extended an invitation for Mr. Beer to come on the show <laughs> to talk about his yeah. research, so we're hoping to get him on research Saturday. Um, we'll see where we are in that queue or, or how sh- you know shy or, or not he is, but maybe uh, send
0: him some beer it'll. <laughs> I'm sure he gets that I'm a lot. Sure yeah, I'm sure he does. I've Never He's heard on that one. <laughs> yeah, yes, but um, I bet if you actually send it, it'll be it'll actually have some uh, some gravitas behind it. Be different. Yeah.
1: Send wine. He won't right, see that coming. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, how clever! Um, but a heck
2: of a bit of research. Also, very well documented research. So, it, I mean, it's a book. It's thirty thousand words. Um, but also quite an exploit. I mean, the, mm-hmm. if you watch the videos of him demoing this, it's it is uh, breathtaking. Is the right word for it? It's it's a biggie, and it's a good <laughs> thing that uh, that that this got discovered and patched, uh, so far as we know, before anybody used it. But right. who knows? Uh, update your systems, folks. Update mm-hmm. your systems.
1: <laughs> Except maybe not to Big Sir.
2: Not- oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay
0: no no, yeah no big sir big bad big bad yeah my air took a took a giant crap after that it takes twitter about seven seconds to load on any browser it doesn't matter which one it is that in and of itself
1: not such a bad thing
0: uh well you want to get in and out fast so (laughs) it's that seven seconds of anticipation that is just like what am i gonna see what am i gonna see oh damn it
2: (laughs) yeah um, I put uh, one little item in here, which is an interesting little thing over on GitHub. Uh, somebody posted um, – it was about uh, a guy who came up with a way to basically deobfuscate pixelated text, mm-hmm. um, an, automi- an automated tool for doing that. So you'll often see that folks will sort of – they'll use a standard pixelization tool to hide things like passwords and so on and so forth. This guy's come up with an algorithm that uh, – I don't know, probably gets you more than 50% of the way back to the original Jesus. text.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'd say. I'd say.
1: I'd tell you, man, as soon as somebody figures out how to do this with photos, there's going to be a lot of embarrassed people out there. <laughs> yeah, Let's get on true. those Epstein photos right away. <clears throat> <clears throat> right, right. But yeah, I mean, this is just another sign that you, you, know, you should not be dumb enough to post something like your password, even pixelated, anywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a big black box works for a, a reason.
1: Unless
0: well, you're doing you bring it know, in a PDF and like the idiots who put it on a PDF, and it turns out it's another layer that you could just turn off. Remember that? I was Mel?
2: just gonna yeah. say that. That's what I was. That's what this reminds me of. Right. As long as you don't have it have it be a layer on there where you can just turn it off. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I
1: covered my wife's face, but I guess I shouldn't have uploaded the PSD file with all the layers on it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. What was that? What was the one that did it? It was like a government document where they redacted a bunch of stuff and they just basically did a layered PDF that you could just turn off. Right. There was was another deal. Yeah,
2: there was another one I want to say back in the 90s where there was a well-known I want to say it was like one of the the women who worked at Tech TV or something and she had a. She had a photo of herself that oh she had yes cropped, yes
0: that was cat that was
2: cat okay cropped yeah. to her shoulders, but mm-hmm. the original was not cropped to her shoulders, and she was topless, and the preview image
0: from Photoshop had the whole <laughs> image. Yep, that was cat. I remember yeah. that. Okay, that yeah. was a, that was that was a great day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. That was a great day.
1: Oh, the enjoyment of others' misfortune.
0: Yes. Yes. Mm. All right. Well, there it is. <laughs> she was. She. I mean, I don't think it really messed her up that much. I. Did, I knew a lot of people at Tech TV at the same time. She's just like, oh whatever. It's just tits. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But a cautionary tale. A cautionary tale, indeed. <laughs> yeah. All right, gentlemen. Well, uh, good talking to you. We will check in next time. All right.
0: <laughs> I take it that was your attempt at the X-Files.
1: Yeah, I couldn't. My, my lips are so dry from the heat in here, I couldn't whistle. Uh, right, I
0: want time. to be hydrated. I need to be hydrated. <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> Next week on Security
0: huh? the Loch Ness monster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh man, I'm so going to be searching for stories now.
0: <laughs> Brian is now officially a, in search
1: of. I found a depixelated image of the Loch Ness monster. There <laughs> mm-hmm. we go.
2: This is how tits. it begins. <laughs> this is this is how this is how new podcasts are spawned, right? <laughs> <laughs> You'd know, Dave. You'd know. Yeah, You'd know. that's true. I would. I would. I b- b- bite my tongue. Bite my tongue. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll see you.
0: Right.
1: Media Candy. Brian,
0: I watched Tenet this week.
1: In the theater? Because they held on to that one forever to put it in the theater.
0: Yeah, that didn't really work out well for him, did it? Nope. <laughs> well, I watched it and, oh, my God. <laughs> I can't, I can't catch a break, man. I can't catch a break. <laughs> I can't find anything good. This was terrible. It was, yeah. It, this is Christopher Nolan also getting too much money and too little oversight. Misa think he has George Lucas. <laughs> he's George Lucas the Jar Jar because this was bad. I mean, I've, it was I, I, bad.
1: I've, I've had people flat out tell me it was bad, and then I've had people tell me it was amazing, but it took like – 25 minutes of justification and made up stuff that you had to kind of explain or basically make up in your own head, create a whole different story based on his story to make it decent. And that's not a good movie.
0: Oh, no. And in, in, even when they're explaining the premise of the, the whole thing, the girl scientist who is trying to explain it to the protagonist says, don't try and think about it too much. Just go with it, okay. and I'm just like, okay, if that's how you're gonna like, you know, fill your plot with this really ridiculously stupid <laughs> idea, and, and I know what he did. He he wrote this movie around the cool effect in his head that he wanted to get on film, right. and it did not land. He did yeah. not stick the landing.
1: At all, yeah. Trying to base your entire movie on a visual sequence or a title, because a lot of people do that too. There's a bunch of movies where you can tell they came up with the title and they just tried to make a movie based on it. Uh, yep. never a good idea.
0: Uh huh. No, I, I, used to don't waste your time. It's two and a half hours long, too. It was, Ugh. and yeah, dude, it was not. It it, it was so transparent. They should <laughs> just called it transparent. But anyway, I want to put out a few reminders to our our fans and uh, fellow. Uh, nerds, uh, the Expand Season 5 is December 16th, which Ooh. really upset me because I thought it was December 6th and I'm scouring Amazon going, where is it? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I forgot the one. I forgot to carry the one. <laughs> so mm, uh, December go. 16th for the Expand Season 5 and the Grand Tour Presents a Massive Hunt is December 18th.
1: Clever, clever. Mm -hmm. Well, I know you're looking for something to watch, and if you like your holiday eggnog shaken and not stirred, you're in luck right now. YouTube is streaming 19 James Bond films for free. Uh, The site is allowing users in the U.S., but uh, gog.show slash VPN, and Bond's your uncle. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Welcome (laughs) to the United States, my friend. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Easier than customs. (laughs) And you can go back and watch the Sean Connery, George Lassenby, Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, and Pierce Bronson. Uh, James Bond films so they don't do have any of the new ones because those are through Sony and this deal has been done with MGM which has all the older ones so you can just go to youtube.com slash watch bond pretty cool way to spend the holidays actually
0: yeah if you like watching reruns there you go
1: there you go (laughs) and uh speaking of Christmas movies The Grinch there is a 2018 animated remake that I was kind of unaware of um and I wanted to I didn't my kid wanted to watch The Grinch. I didn't want to watch the old one because it just feels old, right? And I don't it's know. Perfect. It's perfect. No, it's a perfect classic for me and you. But for him, you know, he's not used to that kind of animation and that weirdness yet. So the 2018 version, animated. I also didn't want him to watch the Jim Carrey one because that would probably freak him out and basically freak me out too. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've no, heard don't, it was don't, really don't do bad. do that. Yeah. So the, there is a 2018 animated version. We watched it. It was awesome. And the, uh, I was googling it for the show notes, and when I discovered that apparently you cannot watch it in the U.S. on Netflix, they pulled it December fourth.
0: Well, that's a Grinch fucking move <laughs> right
1: there. <laughs> so that's crazy because, like, it's a real. It's actually a very good version. I will say that the theme song, the remake of the theme song by by I can't even remember who did who did the. Um, that wore the big hat Farrell 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 yeah the, the the remake of the Grinch song is horrific it is an abomination <laughs> Thank God. that okay. should have never been allowed to exist
0: you had me scared there for a second i'm like a the the original theme was perfect, and when you said Pharrell, I'm like, there is no way that that guy could do it justice. So
1: I'm no, glad well, that that's true. <laughs> no, I, I there was I mean the the stuff that he did for the Minions was fantastic, but uh, he, just, he got he, that deep voice. He does not have that deep voice. He just destroyed and, and no and the oh god the music the music it makes me want to pull my ears out. I want to rip my eardrums out and stomp on them when I hear his version <laughs> of the Grinch. Other than that. Really good movie. Very well done.
0: <laughs> Besides that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play?
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. So, if you are in the U.S. and you want to watch it with your kids, as you should, uh, once again, show slash VPN, and the Grinch is your uncle. So check that out. And uh, keeping on the kids thing, because... And I just love the way this article was written. The best 2020 Christmas episodes from toddler shows. And I will just read this verbatim because this encapsulates a pandemic Christmas with kids. What are the best Christmas episodes of mega popular toddler shows? What about kids shows that are just okay, but also have Christmas specials your kid can't get enough? Enough of? What's that you say? Your kid only watches one show repeatedly to the point where you can recite the episodes you used to enjoy in your sleep? Good news! There's a holiday episode of your kid's favorite show. Call it a holiday treat because in 2020, TV specials count as an activity. You are being a fun parent. Use it as an incentive for good behavior or throw it on to diffuse a meltdown, but it's time to add a little bourbon to your coffee and curl up for some guilt-free TV seasonal merriment. There you go. <laughs> okay. Very true. So link in the show notes. It's got all the big kids shows and the special Christmas episodes that they have. It, it will be an invaluable resource to those of you trying not to kill your kid before Christmas. Ups and doodads. I stumbled across this article over on Gizmodo, and I didn't think two seconds about it just because I, I thought it was a little bit funny. But then I realized that there are insane audio files on our Discord, and I wanted to upset them all. So That's this is a
0: piece of you. <laughs> <laughs> also, Let's I mean piss I, th- off the fans. I, I,
1: think, I think it's just really funny because I ne- I was never a big believer in spending a ton of money on cables, and this is a an audiophile death match between monster cables, the most expensive cables known to man, versus a coat hanger. <laughs> Okay. Whether or not Monster Cables are worth it is a war that has raged since home theaters immorial, and a poster at Audioholics was put in a room with five fellow audiophiles, and a Martin Logan SL3 speaker set at 75 decibels at 1,000 kilohertz playing a mix of smooth, trio, easy-listening jazz, uh, and, uh, which just sounds horrible. <laughs> that, sounds, that, that, that sounds like
0: yeah, Gitmo. That's what they do to <laughs> people at Gitmo.
1: <laughs> that no one had heard before. In one corner, the Monster 1000 speaker cables. In another corner, four coat hangers twisted and soldered onto a speaker cable. <laughs> Seven songs were played while the group was blindfolded and the cable swapped back and forth. No one could tell the difference.
0: That's so awesome.
1: <laughs> now, one would argue uh, getting five coat hangers, soldering them together yourself and putting them into a speaker cable, probably in terms of time, you might as well just go buy the monster cable. My <laughs> argument would be just the standard cables will work just fine.
0: Probably. Probably. Now, th- I, I, I understand that monsters are just ridiculously overpriced, and I do have – I mentioned this last week too, I think. I, when you're dealing with podcasting and XLR cables, mm-hmm. spend the extra money because cheap cables will ruin your day. So <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, I got this one from a friend of the show, MXV. It's called Marvis Pro. It's mm-hmm. a $5.99 uh, app for your iPhone and your iPad. And what it is, it's a new front end to Apple Music. All right. So if you use Apple Music, uh, you basically just download this, link it to your account, and you can Scrobble on Last.fm as well through it. Uh, why anybody would want to do that in the in this day and age, I don't know, but uh, apparently some people do. Uh, I got it because I'm an Apple Music guy now. And it dawned on me I haven't actually synced my library yet, so I started doing that last night, and it's taking quite some time because I have a very large music library and it turns out that uh you know that that remember uh iTunes Match and all that crap oh, yeah. that you can mm-hmm. never use with the twenty five thousand songs
1: destroyed me from Apple music forever, yeah, yeah,
0: um seems to be built in now, and mine's just chugging away. Uh, loading stuff up, uh, the one thing that you have to do, and I'm going to give this to you as a pro tip, make sure that you turn off Save Local Files (laughs) before you do this, before you import your entire library into Apple Music and start syncing it. Because I woke up this morning to a a plethora of uh, notifications saying, your disk is full, your disk is full, your disk is full, this app won't work, this app won't work, this app won't work (laughs) because you got no disk space, so. Because I only have a 64 gigabyte phone, unfortunately, and my music library is 175 gigabytes, so that didn't work out too well for me this morning. But you can—it's a—it's a few easy fixes. Unlike a computer, fortunately, the iPhone is smart enough to not brick itself when you run out of disk space. It's—it's it's got a little bit more intelligence than your average PC. But uh, yeah, but for 5.99, it's actually a pretty decent interface so far. I'm still playing around with it, but it's. Uh, Dude, because Apple Music, the app is just you know a dumpster yeah. fire. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, so that's uh, I mean that Pro. ship has totally sailed for me. I mean, at some point, at this at at the rate I'm going right now, maybe when I'm eighty, I'll sit down and reconstruct my actual music library. Mm. But uh, at this point, I just use Spotify. I've given I've given up.
0: Mine's constructed, and now I can make playlists with all the stuff that I want to listen to. Because I swear to God, I pay so much money for all these damn services, and I if I can't turn on my phone pull up the cure, and hear killing an Arab, then technology has failed me. So this is, this
1: is, my, this is my breakthrough. I get technically, Apple... technically, society has failed you.
0: That's true. That's true. <laughs> Assholes. So uh, it seems to work so far. Uh, oh, and uh, I had this later in the notes, but I'll bring it in now. Since we're talking about Apple, uh, Apple Plus Fitness is launching December 14th. So we, right, have a, very we have curious. a launch date. Yeah, no, I, I am too. I've got it. Uh, I, I'm paying for that whole super package, which is why I've got Apple Music and Apple Music Plus and Apple News Plus. And it, I got more fucking pluses than a goddamn calculator. But <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to this one to see how it works because I got, I got my space set up. I've actually been doing yoga. Look at you. it or not. <laughs> fucking Good hate yoga. <laughs> <It's> dumb. <Yep. laughs> but I do it because I'm old and I don't want to die. There you That's go. the only reason to do yoga. And I thought this one, I thought you'd get a kick out of this one, Brian, because this is service at its best. This is Amazon. Mm-hmm. It, most of the time you do an Amazon return, you hand it over to the UPS guy, they scan it, you get your refund automatically, right? Mm-hmm. Easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. So I had to return a Magewell USB capture SDI USB 3.0 HD video capture dongle model blah, 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 SDI. Cause I wanted mm-hmm. USB and they gave me SDI or I wanted HDMI to USB, okay. but I don't know what SDI is like, you know, a coax thing, whatever. It was $327 and 41 cents. I returned it on February 20. I oh, actually, no, I returned it on March 1st. All right. Um, cause just I, just ordered... before lockdown. I, <laughs> uh, yes, I ordered it on February 27th, got it on the 28th, returned it on the first because it was the wrong thing. Um, this week, I got an email saying, you have been issued your refund on December 3rd. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten about it because I just assumed they had done it. And here's the, here's the real shit part. Uh, so I paid $327.41 for this thing, and they gave me a refund of uh, $261.93. That's kind of bullshit. That's kind of a bullshit restocking fee is mm-hmm. what that is, because yeah. it was exactly as they sent it to me. 10 yeah. months later. <laughs> exactly i mean like okay so they dinged me on that they probably like earned interest on the money while they had it uh yeah yeah this is i i should i should have uh name shamed the the outfit that sold that to me through amazon but that would have been effort
1: yeah <laughs> i don't have effort. who has time for that
0: yeah i do have time for a new app though have you heard of clubhouse brian no i hadn't either it's apparently the new hotness with the kids oh great Here's the thing. It's invite-only. Can I only. watch
1: somebody uh, trimming their cat's butt hair on it? You
0: cannot. You know oh. why? Can it's, I listen to it? <laughs> it? Yes, you can. It is all audio. So what it is, is it's it's like I said, it's uh, invite-only. Oprah's on there, too. So you can maybe you can someday find Oprah. Um, but uh, these influencers oh. on there. They create rooms. And then it's basically a conversation, and it's live, real-time talking to each other.
1: I got an invite to this like a month ago.
0: Check it out. It's okay. actually really fun. Right. I was on it last night in some of the uh, the podcasting rooms and uh, just a bunch of different rooms. And uh, I actually learned a bunch of stuff. I was like, oh, shit, this was unexpected. <laughs> like actual knowledgeable people are in there sharing tips and tricks and secrets. And I was like, huh. I... I don't know so uh hat tip to jessica tork from teachable for hooking me up with an invite and turning me on to it she's like hey are you on clubhouse i'm like what the hell's that and she's like here listen here old man <laughs> let me school you <laughs> and she was nice enough to give me an invite so uh it's it's kind of neat i gotta say uh if you've got an invite hop on in man there's some fun stuff there's a lot of music business people in there too
1: all right i'll check yeah. it out
0: yeah all right
1: Library. I'll just uh, do this really quick. Uh, I finished Ready Player Two by Ernest Cline over the last week. Uh, I know we talked about it a bit last week. And I, I guess we'll call this the crap effect. Um, since uh-huh. I heard how awful this book was before getting more than a bit of the way in. Uh, I will agree it was awful, uh, but not nearly as bad as I was expecting it to be. So yeah. you, guys, you guys all shitting on the book actually made it better for me. Isn't that a great effect? Isn't <laughs> a, that awesome? It's a great effect. I, I didn't mind the ending. I, I thought it was okay. You know, you know, feelings of Bobaverse. Uh, it's not great, but it was not, go, as you like to say, it was not go die in a fire bad for me. Um, having said that, though, I do not believe <laughs> I will ever read an Ernest Klein book ever again. Pretty much done, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm done with him as an author because Armada was horrid, and this just wasn't good, and he's just not a good writer.
0: That's the biggest problem. It's poorly yep. written.
1: Yep. He he had a he had a genius idea that was executed well enough at the right time with Ready Player One to capture the Zeitgeist, and that's it. Yep.
0: I do have to say though, Earth by David Brin, that's 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 it, right? Yep. Yeah. Fucking great book. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. And, and here's the here's the difference. Well written.
1: Yes. Moron of the week. This is just the best story. When you think <laughs> of victims of the COVID-19 pandemic, your mind probably doesn't immediately leap to Yankee Candle. No, it unless doesn't you're somehow in the pocket of Big Yankee, of course. However, a group of internet investigators has taken a hard look at the data and it would appear that Yankee Candle has been hit hard because they're getting a bunch of one-star ratings of their reviews of scented candles because people can't smell them because they have COVID. <laughs> Now, you might think this is just a causation thing. This is a perfect storm. This is a perfect storm. It's unbelievable. People are going crazy giving one-star reviews saying the candles are crap. They have no fragrance, whatever. And I love some of the responses. You've got the Rona, Karen. (laughs) That's the
0: best one. I think that should be our show title.
1: That is a good title, <laughs> and uh, there, there actually there is hard data about this. And I, I credit where credit is due. Internet sleuth Kate Petrova, and she has graphs. She's gone <laughs> deeply into this, and I highly recommend everybody go to our show notes: gog show slash whatever episode this is. Forty-seven. Because the graphs are amazing. She has detailed uh, time graphs, timelines of when the reviews started. She's done unscented candles versus scented candles as a comparison. So you can see that there is some real connection here between when coronavirus hit and the reviews. It's unbelievable. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious. And it's, it's, it's just one of those wonderful things that have come out of a horrible situation. <laughs> uh, she's doing Yankee tracing.
0: It's great. Yeah. But <laughs> big Yankee. I mean, that that big says Yankee. it all right there. <laughs> I'm ordering a big Yankee candle. I'm in denial about the COVID. Yay,
1: Trump. And why can't I smell anything?
0: <laughs> Brick-a-brick.
1: Uh, because I'm in a brand new house and we're, like I said, doing kind of everything from scratch. I'm trying to figure out lighting and all that sort of stuff. And I just uh, stumbled across this resource and it's actually fantastic. Now, normally we like to crap on Lifehacker here, but this is a pretty good compilation of information about how to pick the best light bulb for every room. And it's not even just light bulb. They get into fixtures, what works, what kind of mood you're trying to set, what kind of room is it, what what's the point of the room, the right lighting for it. And, you know, when I go to Home D Depot now or Lowe's or whatever, and I'm standing in front of 7,000 different kinds of light bulbs. It's not like the old days where, hmm, 60 or 100. No, there are about 7,000 choices in light bulbs now. (laughs) So this is actually very helpful because I was overwhelmed the other day looking at light bulbs. So it's a good little resource. I highly recommend checking it out. Um, You know, Even if your house is already done, if you're thinking about just changing the lighting or not a fan of what you've got going on right now, this is a great resource. I really is.
0: No, this looks fantastic, and I love that they uh, actually give a breakdown of how many lumens you should have in each room. Yep, mm-hmm. that's actually pretty cool. Although I think they're a little low on the bathroom. I think they, I think you need a little few. I think you need a uh, little more lumens in the bathroom.
1: Well, that's just because you like to report on your bowel movements and need to see everything. The rest yeah. of us are okay in in substandard lighting.
0: That's gross. That's
1: gross. That, that's I you, just, man.
0: I just like to see my face when I moisturize and make sure I'm getting all my
1: pores. Hmm. Of course. And this last story I just loved as well. Uh, My kid is super into volcanoes. So like space and volcanoes and natural disasters. Every morning he's like, what's the space news, dad? Let's see volcano news, dad. And there's never any fucking volcano news unless an actual fucking volcano has exploded. (laughs) But I was surprised the other day when this came up in my feed and I showed it to him and he, he loved it. This GoPro camera recorded itself being swallowed by lava and survived to tell the tale. All so, right. yeah, this guy, Eric Storm, talk about nominative determinism, <laughs> is the lead guide of Kilauea Eco Guides, uh, placed his GoPro down in a small crevasse to try to get some footage of uh of volcano and lava flow. And lava suddenly flowed out of the crack unexpectedly in the position that he was in, and totally engulfed his camera, which was in a protective casing at the time. You can see all of the footage. Now, the camera didn't so much survive great but the sd card certainly did so you can see the footage it's online link in the show notes it's pretty cool
0: oh i'll check that out i wonder what kind of case he got it's probably not an otter box
1: (laughs) so (laughs) i don't know man my wife puts that otter box on her phone through everything
0: yeah that's true those things are pretty damn good but they are plastic i haven't gotten a titanium otter box
1: (laughs) and the footage is pretty awesome it's worth checking out feedback loop
0: Over at Patreon, we've got the red shirt that dies in the cold open. Poor red shirt. Thank you very much. And over at PayPal, we've got Shaleen, Doug, Nicola, Andrew, David, Breed, Timothy, and of course, Martin. Thank you, Martin.
1: Another good stock trade. Thanks, Martin. Over at Twitter, Gwydian sends us a link from the BBC. Machine gun with AI used to kill Iran scientists and grabbed a little selection for us iran's description appeared to be little more than a collection of cool buzzwords designed to suggest that only a supremely mighty force could possibly have succeeded very
0: cool (laughs) (laughs) and jacko writes and remember johnny mnemonic starts in 2021
1: hate that movie Moss 6502 says, haven't read the High Rise book, but did see the movie. It's really something. And apparently on YouTube, he provides a link. And uh, looks like Amazon Music is following in Spotify's footsteps. Don't remember seeing a podcast tab there before. Uh, yep we
0: covered that on the show uh you can put your podcasts in uh amazon music now and uh, we're not there because they've had or Mm -hmm. have i don't know if they got rid of it or not because i really don't care enough to check because nobody's (laughs) ever going to listen there um they had a no disparagement agreement in their postos
1: we disparage amazon every episode exactly
0: (laughs) (laughs) and travis writes in you might have seen this in the past but accurate and this is a, a screen cap of a tweet. Or an Instagram, I don't know which one anymore, because they all look the same. It says, I saw a girl post her Spotify top artists on her Instagram story with the caption, so accurate. Like, yeah, it's accurate. It's literally data.
1: (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) Barrett writes in over on GOG.show, really looking forward to having this option. And this is from Deadline. Amazon Fire TV adds local news in 12 U.S. cities with 90 more coming in 2021. He says, we cut the cable in 2014, but our leaf antenna that we have in our kitchen just doesn't get the reception as our main TV, of course, all about location. And by the way, for other cable cutters, I use this page, watchnewslive.tv. Going to check all those out because I have uh, no cable here right now. I'm doing my grand experiment in cable cutting and have no access to local news. So that's cool.
0: Oh, grab one of those uh, antennas if you don't have one. They're pretty good.
1: Mm, Yeah. That's how I watched. Uh, but I want local news from L.A. too. Like, I want to do. Oh, with, you know, <laughs> well,
0: that's, kind of, that's not technically local news for you. <laughs> well, localish. <laughs> OK. And uh, Matt Buck writes in Chinese quantum supremacy, 2.5 billion years in 200 seconds. And uh, this has been making the rounds. China claims to have achieved quantum supremacy in one of their major breakthroughs. And this is using a different type of photonic based quantum computing and uh yeah there's 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 a little bit of back and forth with this one but uh the problem is it can do one task and then you can't really just like drop in new code it's like physically based so it's a kind of a big pain in the butt but it's it's you know people are making headway with this till they you know create a black hole and swallow the earth which would be just like earth and david brin yes this would be fantastic (laughs) Fantastic right about now. This, you know, the way to roll in 2021 is just to suck the earth into a giant black hole.
1: Perfect. Yeah. So Google was first, but the Chinese researchers are claiming the prototype was 10 billion times faster than Google's machine, according to their state-run news agency. Keep in yeah. mind, our state-run news agency says Trump won the election. <laughs> so there's it. that this is gonna be a game of leapfrog for a long time <laughs> highlander writes in as if you don't have enough to worry about about beware of the covid cock uh, addressing male sexual and reproductive health in the wake of covid19 outbreak and this is a recent study that's basically found out that if you have had covid19 you and your male i mean Obviously, uh, you're probably at risk of getting erectile dysfunction. Now, if there's ever been a reason for us to tackle the problem, it is this. It seems to be the only uh-huh. thing that gets people to do anything.
0: Like I said, a better headline would have been Don't get the Rona if you want to have a Bona. Look at you. I know. <laughs> it would have been perfect. It would have been perfect. Tim writes in a couple episodes ago, Brian mentioned long German words. He might like what Samuel Clemens had to say about the subject if he hasn't seen it before. And this is a post at Georgetown EDU called The Awful German Language.
1: It was great. So I I particularly liked the little bit. Some German words are so long that they have a perspective. (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) Observe these examples. And then there's some very, very long words. I'm not even going to attempt right now because people will crap on me for it. And he says, Freundschaft Freundschaft beseitgegungen. Close, close, close. 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 (laughs) And he says, these things are not words. They are alphabetical processions, and they are not (laughs) rare. One can open a German newspaper at any time and see them marching majestically across the page. And if he has any imagination, he can see the banners and hear the music, too. They impart a martial (laughs) thrill to the meekest subject. I take a great interest in these curiosities. I love the German language for that. The compound words are phenomenal.
0: Yeah. I like them better than Welsh. (laughs) Yes.
1: And uh, Barrett writes in here, thought you two might enjoy this drone footage of the collapse of the... Arecibo. (sighs) I just went from trying to do the German (laughs) to go into that, and it did not work at all. Arecibo! (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So the NSF released footage. Uh, There's some footage from a a Steadicam, and then as well as a very... uh, Quick drone operator who managed to turn around and catch it in time. The footage is pretty awesome, but uh, very sad. It's
0: awesome, but the, the yeah. drone pilot needs to be fired. Man, he like turned the camera the wrong way when it was going down. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the footage was really fun. It was really yeah. fun. Uh, sad but fun. Let me let me let me recast fun. <laughs> <laughs> Over at iTunes, we have a uh, a review from Brazil from Give Dark Mode Please, and it's titled "Good Podcast." It's a good podcast. Seriously, though, it's a great weekly podcast featuring two charismatic hosts. They keep you up to date with the latest news in geek culture and the tech world, as well as a little bit of politics sometimes. Well, thank you, <laughs> Give Dark Mode, Please.
1: I'm trying to figure out, is the Give Dark Mode, Please, the name, uh, uh, an actual request to Apple or to us? Because I figure we're always in dark mode.
0: I was going to say, we... Yeah. <laughs> Dark is the mode we are on the inside, so that's the mode we are on the outside. <laughs> Dark is the
1: mode we wear on the outside, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> if you want your question or comment read right on the show, head over to GOG.show slash contact and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to GOG.show slash review and toss us a five-star and snarky review. And if you think about it and you're using Overclass, click the little star next to the episode. We're t- this is Jason's copy. We're totally off the <laughs> recommended list now, which blows monkey balls.
0: I didn't know if you were going to read it or not. I thought I'd tried it. <laughs> I
1: figured why not.
0: <laughs> Closing shout out.
1: Closing shout out to Chuck Yeager, the U.S. Air Force officer who first broke the speed of sound, who passed away uh, the other day at 97. That guy was a baller. He was such a baller. <laughs> yeah. And the crazy thing is like very few people actually knew anything about him until the the right stuff was made, the movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Also a fantastic movie for Christmas if you want to go watch something. That's true. Good. That's true. Yeah, great movie. And a big shout out to Tim IT down in Australia who sent me a copy of Junior MasterChef, the final episode that I didn't get to see because you bastards in Sweden didn't actually upload (laughs) the finale. So he hooked me up and we watched it on Saturday and my roommate and I were very happy to have closure. So thank you so much. And I tried to get his address and send him some swag and he said, no, man, it's cool. I just like the show. So that's a true fan. Thank you. And an anti-shout-out to Steve Wilson. <laughs> Most people who listen to podcasts have no idea who Steve Wilson is. He used to work at Apple, and now he works for a company called Q-Code. And uh, Steve held podcasters by the balls for almost 15 years. And you could not get a promotion, uh, just anything, without going through him. And if he didn't not like you... Not even a jiggle. Nothing. Nothing. Couldn't get a squeeze. Nothing. And... uh you know, if, if, if there are people that have been yelling at me about, oh, don't get so down on Steve, he was just doing his job. Well, I would like to point out one very specific time where Steve, who is a fan of the show The Dollop, well, Steve got tickets to go see The Dollop live in San Francisco magically that day from well they were placed around 175 on the itunes top charts for uh podcasts back then we called them itunes back then back in our day and they magically got to number one just in time for their live performance in san francisco
1: i wonder how that happened steve
0: yeah yeah so steve welcome to hollywood and uh if i see you on the street cross it until next time i'm jason de
1: And I'm Steve. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. This show is a labor of love, but your support keeps the show going. If you like the show, please visit GOG.show slash donate to help us out. We'll love you forever. Or visit GOG.show slash shop and pick up some good old-fashioned GOG swag. If you can't do that, then please pass the show along to a friend, just not Steve. Word of mouth is the only way the show grows to spread the grump far and wide. Show notes for this episode are GOG.show slash 487. From there, you can find links to old episodes, leave feedback, ask questions, donate to the show, buy our swag, and get links to stuff we like. Stay away from Steve.